Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brenda, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available, of course, wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, we tape it live every day at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson and also at the YouTube. That's right. You can catch us live. We've got 56 right now watching the show at the very head of the show waiting. They were waiting for us this whole time, Larson. Uh, and, and, and welcome YouTube chat. We started now. Welcome. Yeah. Be sure to drop your super chats. If you want to ask questions during the show, uh, we're going to do a bunch of questions at the end of the show, but on this episode of going in raw, we're going to talk about, of course, last night's pretty loaded episode of AEW dynamite, the new look, lots of lasers, lasers, your laser sound. I know lasers are silent, but you know, they sound cooler when you have like a, well, of course. You know, yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the status of Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, and will she or won't she appear for AEW? But first, let's talk about this. Apparently, Clash of the Castle was uh, a decent litmus test for WWE running shows in the good old U of K, <laughs> United of Kingdom. Doesn't work that way. No. Uh, so this is kind of surprising and exciting and also answers a question we've had for a little while since Triple H took over. Mm-hmm. What's happening with money in the bank? It's back, baby. Yeah, as now its we own, know. As its own pay-per-view in London. Yeah. So, you know, we'd speculated after Clash the Castle. Massive success. Great show. Huge crowd. Energetic crowd. Uh, we thought, hey, there's a good chance that United Kingdom might get another pay-per-view. Hell, they might make Clash the Castle an annual event. Yes, as you said, they got another pay-per-view, but just not any uh, pay-per-view. They got Money in the Bank. Maybe the fifth mo- most important pay-per-view on the WWE calendar. Oh, dude. We, come fourth. on. We all, we, all know it's, we all know it's fourth. fourth. Maybe. I'll be honest with you. For my money. Maybe, maybe third. Maybe even third. Behind maybe in the Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. You can Why make not? the case. You can make the case. So it's happening July 1st from London's O2 Arena. It's the first time the WWE has had a pay-per-view premium live event in London in over 20 years. That's straight from WB's press release. So I'm guessing yeah, that's man. accurate. Yeah, it should be. Ex- uh, Insurrection? Was that one? Was that mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. they had in the UK? I don't know. I think that was like the Attitude Era, wasn't it? Yeah. 20 years ago was like uh, Ruthless Aggression. 2002 through 2000. 
between 2001 and 2003 been around oh, 20 years ago. Gracious. Well, I said over 20 years, so it has to be 2002 or before. Maybe it's an insert. Well, uh, yeah, no, because the 2002 pay-per-view they did, I think that was when they were coming back from that run. Oh, the plane the ride from plane hell. ride from hell. Yeah. Yeah. Then they were like, we can't have another crazy plane ride. Let's never do another pay-per-view in the UK again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure that one has to do with the other, but whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, this is like, this is great. Nothing, nothing beats. No, no offense to Chicago, Philly, et cetera, et cetera. Man, for my money, nothing beats a UK crowd. <laughs> nothing beats a UK crowd, man. You saw how crazy they were at Clash of the Castle mm-hmm. uh, here at, in London. That's going to be, that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be off the charts. Yeah, that crowd's going to be great. Um, you know, some of the best chants you hear at a wrestling show. I mean, who can ever forget, if you hate Gibson, shoes off. Oh, my goodness. That's still got to be oh. top-of-the-line chant right there. Oh. We can't stuff. hear you is something we saw last night on AEW's Dynamite. Yes, We're going to talk about that did. here in a second. But, yeah, no, money in the bank. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to end. The great thing that I love about it, too, is that we're going to get ourselves one of those here on the West Coast. We're going to get one of those, like, late morning, early afternoon Yeah, like 10, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock pay-per-views where we sit here and have lunch and get our, our work day done by, I don't know, 2, 3 o'clock, and then we can enjoy the rest of our weekend. Lunch? Give me McGriddles, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you order it before ten thirty. That's the cutoff. Oh, that's right. They don't do damn you, damn you, pandemic. You took away my twenty four hour breakfast from McDonald's yep. or all day breakfast. I should say. I don't think there have been yep. twenty four hours. Ten thirty is the cutoff. But then yeah, here's the thing, though. If you yeah. go earlier in ten thirty, like, hey, I want a hamburger. They'll tell you no. Well, yeah, man, because it's a breakfast menu, sir. But before it's like you could go anytime and I'll, give me give me two hamburgers. You got it. You know, dude, I I agree with you. I think that we should get what we want when we want. It's 2023, you know, land of the free. And pff, I can't walk into McDonald's at 4 a.m. and get a fucking uh, get a hamburger th- and a McGriddle. Can I get a hamburger and the, get, get like a McGriddle and put the get the hamburger? You take this. The, yeah. You put it in the McGriddle. Yeah. Buns and all. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Stack anyway. them. My 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 stepkid was confused the other day because she got us two uh, McGriddles, but she asked for the sausage McGriddle. And guess what comes on a sausage McGriddle? Only sausage. Yeah, she didn't no, say great. sausage egg McGriddle. Oh, it's terrible. Oh no, it's and so good. No, dude, you need the egg and the cheese. No, I don't because the egg tears up my tummy. Oh my goodness! Anyways, Even before that, I just, preferred it was just sausage. It's like pigs in a blanket. You read pigs on. in a blanket, where it's the, the sausage wrapped in a pancake. Yeah, that shit's hella good. Dip yeah, no, that's what a, that's syrup. what a sausage McGriddle is. Oh, man, you need some cheese and egg. Anyways, let's continue, man. Let's talk about Mercedes Monet. Of course, she had a huge debut at this past weekend's. No, sorry. This like yesterday's Wrestle Kingdom. New Year's Dash was last night. Did anything happen at New Year's Dash? Uh, I have no idea. Jay White challenged uh, Hikaleu to a Loser Leaves New Japan match. Uh, Kenny Omega tagged with Okada. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That is cool. That's really neat. Um, Against who? Uh, Great O'Conn and Aaron oh, Hanare. Okay. Oh, okay. And then they set up some more feuds. Uh, Shingo won the KOPW belt. I saw that one, yeah. That's cool. All right. Sounds like a lively New Year's Dash. Anyways, yeah. we're not talking about that. We're talking about Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks. Now that she's officially done with WWE, she's moved. she's been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com, finally. Uh, uh, so speculation has also really picked up that she would be Soraya's partner on next week's Dynamite. Shortly before last night's Dynamite aired, Dazen's Steven Mulehausen, what a great name, tweeted this. Sources, Mercedes Renato will be Soraya's partner next week on Dynamite in L.A. against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Stop. 
Couldn't announce or make a major hint due to her still being under contract at WWE until the beginning of 2023. Stop. I like how he did it in Telegram form. You did. You did. Uh, anyways. Uh, but then, of course, anybody who watched AEW Dynamite last night will know that Soraya announced on the show, much to the dismay of Hikaru Shida in a pretty funny moment, Yeah, that Tony Storm would be her partner next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. During last night's Wrestling Observer Radio, the Wrestling Observer himself and his protege, Brian Alvarez, discussed whether Mercedes- The Observer in waiting, are you saying? <laughs> the Observer to be. <laughs> oh, so much to learn, young Observer to be. The Observer Padawan, huh? <laughs> oh, man. So anyways, they discussed all this shit. Meltzer said... That's why they had to announce somebody this week because they knew it was really screwed because everybody was thinking it was her and it's not her. And then Alvarez, the Padawan, very confused, said, if that's the case, I'm wondering why the line was in there about I'm the boss. Because what it has achieved is now people are still thinking she's going to be there because of that boss line. So what I thought was maybe she's going to debut next week, but she's not allowed to wrestle until after Battle in the Valley. Like her first match is going to be for New Japan. If New Japan signed her, they're going to want her last match. Is it possible that she's coming in, but she's not wrestling this week? Meltzer added, anything's possible. I also know from WWE that they basically, that they're very strongly under the impression she will not wrestle for AEW. They think she's coming back to WWE at some point. She'll get this out of her system. She'll do her New Japan matches because she's only contracted for a couple matches and then come back. But if she's going to AEW, she's got to sign for three years minimum because why even bother if she's going to go back? For AEW, it would be really stupid to put her on TV if she's going to go back in six months. Meltzer also added that quote over in Japan, everybody was pretty much saying that this is just a New Japan deal and it's not an AEW deal. He also said that people in the match have told him it's not Sasha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's entirely possible. I mean, I, th- I think we both were kind of pessimistic on the idea of Sasha going to AEW. Um, I mean, the one advantage that AEW could have over WWE is that the talent in AEW are seemingly giving given a lot more freedom to do things outside of AEW. In WWE, I think there's you know process to get stuff approved, so on and so forth. That apparently isn't the case in AEW. So if Sasha really wants to pursue endeavors outside of wrestling, and that's a huge focus for her, uh, then I could see why siding with AEW, if the money is, you know, somewhat similar to what she could get from WB, why she might go that route. At the same time, although it has gotten uh, somewhat better in, in recent months, AEW still does not put the emphasis on the women's division that WWE does. They still got a lot of work to do in that regard. Um, and I think we both thought, well, I, we don't know if Sasha would want to step into that type of situation. Correct? Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're you're right about that. I mean, I don't think you're... Well, you're, here's the thing. When you think about it, I don't think Sasha would necessarily have Mercedes, would necessarily have a problem because she's going to be featured. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think for a second until until they change things, until until I see it, I don't believe that Tony Khan would, uh, would, would make more room he just other people would be less featured. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Mercedes would have an issue with that mm-hmm. because she has advocated for, you know, the mm-hmm. tag division. She's, you know, so, <clears throat> so I, I honestly don't, I mean, wherever she, she goes, people are going to be kicked down a notch. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, that's just the nature of being a star like her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with the idea that Meltzer's saying about, well, if she's going to go back in six months, like they would require her to, to do a three-year deal. Now, I, I, I Meltzer, obviously a lot closer to the situation, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. AW's never been opposed to bringing somebody in for like a one-off or just mm-hmm. a really short time. They've done it multiple times. Yeah. Like you, Jeff Cobb came in that one time. Um, uh, Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite came in that one time uh, before he got signed. Big Bill came in that one time. Mm-hmm. They tried to bring in Killer Cross for a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it will help, even in a short term, their rating situation, if it because they're look, their goal is the same as WWE's right now. Get that big ratings. Get that big TV money. And if bringing Mercedes in is going to help accomplish that, even in the short term, then what do they care if she goes back to WWE mm-hmm. at SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. They're exactly. not going to care about no. that. No, if they get, if they get their their huge TV deal, yeah, yep. yeah. So I don't think that would necessarily be a sticking point. No, I don't. But either. you know, Meltzer is pretty decent. I, I have no idea um, about uh, uh, Steven Muehlhausen and what his, you know, track record is. I know that he's had some stuff in the past, but I mm-hmm. honestly don't remember. I don't recall either. I don't. Um, what came of it? I mean, there's a possibility that exists where she is not in the match, but it could be a situation where Sheeta upset that she's not in the match, you know, after this tag match takes place next week on Dynamite, says, I didn't appreciate being looked over. I have my own tag partner now. And and we're gonna challenge one team, both teams, whatever. And then it's Mercedes. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a situation I mean, where they can push, they can promote that match, but actually push it. After, I mean, I understand that. New Japan, they're paying Mercedes a lot of money. Yeah, right, yeah. And they probably want uh, uh, first first, first match outside mm-hmm. of WB. Yeah. Um, and so that's not till February 18th. That's about a month and a half from now. Mm-hmm. So if they want to have her debut, Mercedes debut in AEW, and promote a match that maybe happens at Revolution, mm-hmm. but still have her appear on TV, maybe that's the situation, if she goes there at all, yeah. um, where New Japan gets the first match, AEW can still have her on TV, leading to a match at Revolution. You know, it 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 elevates Revolution in terms of the interest level. So, yeah. I mean, it, that's a possibility. Will it happen? Don't know. 
but uh, remains to be seen. I mean, if people are talking about the possibility of her going to AEW. Um, mm-hmm. And if she is definitely not going to be Soraya's partner, it's good that they announced it last night so people aren't going into the match next week thinking it's going to be Mercedes, ends up it's not, and then the crowd is upset. Oh, I agree totally. Yeah, you do not want a situation where the entire crowd is chanting, Monet, Monet, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just Tony Storm's, you know, uh, Joan Jett, you know, knockoff music. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out in a week from now. Yeah, we'll, we'll find know. out next week whether, whether you know. she's there or not. I mean, for all we know, after, you know, uh, her match at uh, Battle of the Valley, you know, I don't know, like uh, Hikaru Shida will show up there mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Jamie Hader will show up and challenge her there. You never know. They do have all these relationships going on where yeah. that kind of stuff is kind of plausible. Oh, yeah. Um, evidently also, or not evidently, but also of note, Naomi has not been taken to the alumni section. She is still listed as a, as a superstar. And uh, I know Brian Alvarez, the Observer Padawan, has been talking about, you know, he believes that she's headed back to WWE. That mm-hmm. seems to be some evidence to suggest that's still the case. Probably wouldn't be shocked to see her um, return at the Rumble. She's known for those awesome Rumble athletic spots where she goes from the apron, gets kicked off onto the barricade, starts walking all the barricade, yeah. you know, shoots some spider web up to the truss, goes up to the truss, lands, you know, all that kind of crazy shit. It's kind of awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Uh, let's talk Dynamite last night. Of course, this was billed as a new look Dynamite. Steve, you want to do your laser sounds here? Thank you. Um, the Yeah, the, it was very laser heavy. Although mm-hmm. no actual lasers. It was just kind of like a visual motif, a theme. But at no point were there any actual lasers in the light pyrotechnic display, which is kind of disappointing. There's so many lasers elsewhere. Why not have some lasers in that regard anyways? Sorry, hold on. This is bugging me. Clown here in YouTube chat says, I get more heart vibes from Tony's music. That is totally correct. Sort yeah. of sounds like a like a like a like yeah. a uh, an homage, a tribute, if you will. Yeah. More to heart. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the vocals especially. Crazy are you. It sounds like Ann Wilson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So thank you, that. clown, for that. Um, yes. Anyways, what did you think about the new look, man? You know, Give I was, me your thoughts. I was hoping it, we'd see more of a change or a, a update and presentation in terms of how the show was photographed or structured, and that really wasn't the case that I noticed. It was still, yeah. it felt like typical Dynamite. It was basically just new stage uh, uh, setup, which was fine. I, I kind of, to a degree, I like the overlapping Trons, and it gives mm-hmm. more you know, opportunities for like something interesting visually to happen during entrances. Mm-hmm. That being said, I really like the, the two tunnels leading mm-hmm. to the single ramp. Yeah. If no other reason, because then, you know, if someone goes, the face goes through the heel tunnel accidentally. You're like, Oh, is that a tease? Yeah. Are we seeing a heel turn or inversely a, a heel going through the face tunnel? Or oh, someone about to turn face that can't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm of the two of us. Usually I'm the more, I, I, I'm sort of inclined more to nitpick over aesthetics. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I, I thought that the old AEW set setup had a charm about it. It was unique. You know, it had the two tunnels. I know they the, the two tunnels came from probably TNA or somewhere yeah. else. Who knows? Yeah. But it was, it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. And although the big LED multiple boards thing that they got going on the stage, it does make it look bigger. Yeah. And when they come out, like, oh, the Tron, you know, going on that thing does make it look, you know, like I said, bigger. It makes it look a bit more impressive. Mm-hmm. 
there's something to be said. And I never, I you know, I I had read in some of the comments here, or WrestleJuice, wherever, people say, oh, just, it looks like an indie with a lot of money. Um, I, I I never I never really got that. I'll be honest, I never really understood no. that that no. criticism, and I don't agree with it. No. I thought it looked plenty good, and I thought it it gave it its own identity. And then when I see, and honestly, I was like, okay, they're bringing this guy in from WWE. This is supposed to be snazzy stuff because WWE's looks like it is professional quality. It, it looks like it's network quality. It's like it's on Fox. You could tell it's on Fox because there's all sorts of crazy cool stuff going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. When they go to picture in picture on last night's Dynamite, it's like sort of a, a black background with like. 20 lasers going in different directions and stuff. And I just felt it was not that impressive. I, when I look at something and I think to myself, you know, with, with, a, with a full working day, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Mm-hmm. I've seen Twitch setups that are more elaborate than when we saw last night. I was actually kind of surprised and shocked that, uh, that it looked as, I don't know, kind of as low budget as it did when it was, I thought it was going to be a huge step forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say this about the multiple Trons is like the who was this in chat brought up that Ricky Stark's entrance looked great with the multiple Trons. And I thought Hangman's looked awesome because he mm-hmm. had his normal Tron. Cause, so there's a large Tron like you'd see, I don't know, not the most recent. I guess like you would now on, on SmackDown, especially with the, the one mm-hmm. singular large Tron above the, the entrance. And yeah. there is a smaller one mm-hmm. there as well underneath. And then there's two vertical ones mm-hmm. on the side and then two smaller kind of rectangular shaped ones below yeah. that. So there's four yeah. or five different Trons showing different things. Like mm-hmm. Hangman's look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, Tron, his Tron step now is awesome. Ricky Stark's During really the entrance good. stuff, during the entrance stuff, it does look really, really good. Yeah. Um, what I'm referring to is the like sort of yeah, yeah. general the graphics. Back, the background plates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The background yeah. plates, yeah. Just sort of the, the general DNA yeah, of the show. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. It just it looks it looks shockingly cheaper. Yeah. Um, you know, than like sort of the paint splatter stuff or the like the, the planes the, you know, it's sort of like a burgundy and dark blue, royal blue type thing that they had before. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I mean, I don't know. It it's it's a whole lot of nothing because like what you said is is true. There wasn't a fundamental shift in how they produced the show. Um I mean, even even like the the ring aprons were just the old ones. You know, I thought even that was going to be a little bit more elaborate, but it's just the logo against black. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of much ado about nothing. I don't think yeah. it was really a massive step forward. No. Um, and I think in, in my in my personal opinion, I, I kind of really, really now appreciate what they had before. Um, not saying yeah. the Trons look like crap. Um, and in fact, you know, for entrances, like you said, you have all those Trons playing all the videos. It, it does look it does look really, really cool. But something about the tangible set of those tunnels. Yeah, no. It's pretty cool. I, I kind of like that. I did. I, li- I liked it, too. Uh, Derek Brightwell is one mentioned here in chat that Ricky's entrance made good use of the screen. There were several that were, uh, including Ricky's. Um, let's talk the show itself. Kind of two, apart from Soraya saying that Tony was going to be your tag partner next week, two major kind of uh, things happened on Dynamite last night. First, um, in the main event, Samoa Joe defended the TNT championship against Darby Allen. He was not successful in that defense. Darby wins in his hometown of Seattle, Washington. Um, uh, I could watch Joe and Darby wrestle every week, but it would not be good for Darby's health for that to happen. Yeah. He, yeah, he, uh, Joe <laughs> throws him all over the place. Um, <clears throat> yeah. They, they, they go out of their way to make things a bit more violent. 
when Joe's involved and Darby's involved. Uh, and, and, and that makes a pretty, a pretty decent combination of just watching violence happen. Yeah. Um, I love this match. I was a little, I was a little surprised that they had Darby win. I guess I probably shouldn't have been there in Darby's hometown of Seattle. Uh, he had already lost to Joe once. That's kind of a recipe for, uh, yeah. for a loss or for a loss for Joe there. Yeah. And on top of that, it's a TNT title. Traditionally, that was one that they were cool, sort of, you know, throwing, uh, changing hands quite a bit. I mean, it, yeah. famously at one point, you know, Cody and Sammy had that thing changed hands like three times or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in yeah. pretty quick succession. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Darby had the longest reign. I think it was about 200 days, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Seemingly, though, the days of long TNT reigns, at least maybe short term, are over. Now they say that mm-hmm. Darby's going to have it for a year and a half. Um, I'd be really but, shocked uh, if that was the case. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, you know, Joe was do- doing such amazing work as dual champ, as the king of television. Let's mm-hmm. say he's still not king of television. He still has the ROH TV title. Still, yeah, but, literally. Uh, he was just doing am- amazing work with both those belts. Kind of bummed as a Joe fan to see him lose it at the same time. Um, you know, it was a good moment for the crowd there in Seattle. It was a good TV mm-hmm. moment, especially when Sting comes out and oh, gives Darby man. that huge hug. I love this. Bell Villain here in our Twitch chat says Sting hugged Darby like my niece carries her cat. Because <laughs> it was it was like it was a hug, yeah. but then he lifts him up. Yeah. Oh, I love man, you and I have talked about this before. I love these two together. I think they're I think they're absolutely terrific. There seems to be a real bond between Sting and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Darby has adopted, because Darby seems like one of those guys, no, I'm not going to take your stuff. I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. But he's taken some of Sting's stuff in the ring, you know, mm-hmm. the chest-pounding yeah, stuff. I chest, love yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I love this pairing. And Darby looked legitimately emotional when Sting came out and, uh, and gave him that big old hug. It was a really, really nice one. I'll always go back to that moment yep. when uh, Darby was about to lose to Miro, and he looks over at Sting, and everybody knows what's about to happen. And Sting looks at him and just gives him the, it was just a look. And yeah. all it said was, you win some and you lose some. And Darby, and oh, man, it was it was like one of my favorite AEW moments. And uh, and last night, we got the flip side of that. We got yep. Darby winning. Yep. And uh, God dang, what a, what, a, what a really great moment. I love it. It was. Moment. It was fantastic. It was really, really good. Um, we had a really long segment between MJF and Brian Danielson, um, which uh, led to... MJF kind of laying out the groundwork for how Danielson could get himself a title shot, referencing the power rankings, being number one contender. Um, and Danielson says, all right, if I have to do things your way, then you have to give me the stipulation for the match. Mm-hmm. And uh, MJF was like, oh, you're going to put a stipulation to effect that's going to let me cheat in front of the ref. Fine, go ahead and do it. And Danielson's like, no, it's be a real test uh, of you saying that you're the best wrestler in the world. Hour-long Iron Man match at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess to a degree, I know an MJF kind of makes made reference to this um, that uh, he makes his opponents, you know, jump through hoops to get the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was kind of like the 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 smallest kind of barricade he put in place, so to say. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he said, "I talked to Tony Khan. Need a you need to win a match for the next four weeks. It's pretty much mm-hmm. all yeah. it was your number one contender." Which, all right, that's not a huge deal compared yeah, to some of the no, other stuff he had people do. Yeah, lashes and, you know, Cage fighting matches, Wardlow and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Jericho had to face Nick Gage. Oh, God, yeah. And the um, juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next week, next week. So uh, in the end, Danielson agrees agrees to, you know, wrestling for the next four weeks. 
Well, the uh, thing that I love about this is that Danielson was so like nonplussed about it. He was yeah. like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do what I've always been doing. Yeah. I'm going to beat people every single week, and then eventually I'll be number one contender, and I'll get yeah. my shot. And MJ yeah. was like, well, nobody's done that before, because it's like Danielson doesn't even really give a shit. No. <laughs> no. Now he's like, whatever. Like, I look, everybody, I'm the I'm the GOAT. Everybody knows it. I can have that title or not. I, I'm really much more interested in being, you know, having the title of guy who kicks in the most heads. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't care about Triple B over there. That's, that's lame. I want to kick in heads, and I especially want to kick in uh, your head MJF and that mm. matters more to me so I'm not going to play games I'm just going to yeah. come out here beat people eventually I'll be number one contender and MJF hated that so you know he had to be the guy to make concessions there yeah yeah it was pretty fun it was pretty great yeah usually people are like ah oh, mm. they're really fretting over having to do MJF's uh, uh you know abide by his 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 stipulations to get the match and yeah it was pretty great Danielson's like no I'm not doing that yeah, I don't think so. I'm not, not doing that. Work. I'm still going to get your title, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not doing um, that. So let me ask you this. Given that MJF's uh, typical MO is comes in uh, uh, to a match, waits for a ref distraction, either kicks somebody in the dick, uses the diamond ring. Or both. What yeah. changes about that now because we've got an Iron Man match? Um, because Brian Danielson's thing is, I'm going to expose you. You don't put in the work. You don't have the cardio. You're not good enough to come out here week after week. That's why you only want five matches a year. What changes now MJF is going to have to approach? What changes are MJF going to have to make approaching an Ironman match uh, in order to uh, to get the job done against Danielson? I mean, I, I kind of just feel it's going to be an hour-long match, and then the last pinfall is going to win by kicking Danielson in the front area or hitting him with a diamond ring. I think you're exactly right. I don't think they're going to go into here into this, you know, looking to to really alter the MJF formula too much. Yeah, I'll be but, pleasantly I mean, look, he's surprised. Gotta get, if he's got to get other pinfalls, right? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, got to yeah. get other pinfalls. Yeah. So I mean, at least at the very least, is it going to be like wait for the first ref to be, you know, the first ref distraction, kick him in the dick, get a? Is it going to be like three dick kick pinfalls <laughs> in quick succession? <laughs> ref bump, <laughs> ref, ref bump, kick to the front area. Yeah. Roll up, yeah, yeah. Or or or, or it'll, it, it'll be like Danielson will be up one nothing as time's expiring. He'll kick Danielson in the front area, roll him up, mm-hmm. tie it with that, and then win in overtime and sudden death with the the diamond ring. Yeah, it could be. Oh, a dick kick and then a diamond ring. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be good. We know MJF is a really good wrestler. I've always yeah. been like, I get it. I understand it's his character to uh, nonchalantly kick somebody in the dick in order to get the win. But, you know, preceding that, he's just a phenomenal. He's just a really good wrestler. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I think this is all just to sort of, you know, boost MJF even more. We know he's going to win this match. And uh, to do it on Danielson's terms are going to theoretically kick MJF to that next level of, man, nobody really can beat this guy. He's always got an answer for somebody. I think mm-hmm. that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let's jump into the show. Kicked off with Chris Jericho taking on Ricky Starks. Talk about trying to make a guy look great. How awesome was that that finish where, you know, Daddy Magic. So uh, Jericho has uh, Ricky Starks in the Lion Tamer or the Walls or whatever. I think it's Lion Tamer. And uh, and he's able to get to the ropes. We got a ref distraction uh, uh, from, uh, Parker. from what's the, Parker on the other side while Daddy Magic hits uh, Ricky Starks uh, with uh, with some item. I forget what it, it was. was Floyd the Bat. Oh, that was Floyd. Okay. Uh, and uh, so so that knocks out Ricky Starks while he's in the lion tamer. Well, eventually, Aubrey Edwards comes over, sort of look, takes her time looking at him, 
Yeah, that don't look good. Let's let's okay. Well, let's see. Let's see how out he is. <laughs> and she starts doing the lifting the arm thing, taking forever to do this. Yeah. And sure enough, like he's able to power out of it. Yep. And uh, and eventually hits a spear on Jericho to get the win. I thought this was awesome, man. I thought this is what you need to do to yeah. help build Ricky Starks. It really is. It really is. And afterwards, uh, uh, Hager. So it was just 2.0 who joined Jericho ringside. Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, after Jericho takes the L, Hager, Garcia. Sammy Guevara uh, come to the ring and they start attacking Ricky action and uh, Andretti uh, comes with the chair. He starts laying to the JAS. Uh, Ultimately uh, he's about to blast Hager with it. And a J gets in the ring, takes the chair from him. He turns around uh, towards her Tyke uh, Mello low blows him. So they start beating him up. The JAS does Uh, Jericho hits him with the chair. And then 2.0 set up a table ringside. Hager powerbombed Starks through that table off the apron. That was a horrifying spot, by the way. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that spot. Ricky Starks has had legitimate neck issues in the past. I know. They've done <laughs> I it twice. They did to, it was Eddie Kingston they did it to before, and I don't like it when they did yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that spot. Don't like it. But then I'm a fuddy-duddy, so what are you going to do? By the way, we've got 433 awesome friendos watching right now on YouTube. We're gonna be answering questions later, so load up those super chats. But that that costs money. You know what's free? You know it's free. Use right your one like you get today. Yes. Use your one like on this stream. Make it count. Hit that like button, and maybe look, man. I got I got Tony Khan begging to get Jr. No, on this. It's not stream. gonna happen. I will literally like log off. I'm you not log off. That. I will. You're I told you. Log off. I will told you if you want to do a segment with Jr. You're doing it. I am not doing it. I talked to Triple H, what? and that is it. All right. Well, you have to do it. If we get to 200 likes, can we bring Paul in? Can we bring That's Triple fine, H in? but I am not doing JR. Full stop. Okay. All right. Fine. I have made this clear, and you keep, insist on pushing it. What if it's 300? What if 300 I'm likes? not doing it. Full stop? Full stop. All right. I don't, I don't, Mine I don't, I don't is wanna, drawn. I don't want to poke the bear anymore. Let's move on. We well, got I'm, Angman. I've made this perfectly clear. I don't know why you keep insisting on it. Just stop. Oh, stop my, with oh, it. My. Enough. Wow. Okay, uh, no All more. Right, next, quiet. <laughs> got a show to do. I'm trying to keep this the ship going, Steve. Come on. Wow. <laughs> uh, we had a Hangman Page interview. Steve, do you want to be Moxley or do you want to be Hangman here? Uh, you like Hangman. You I do hangman. like Hangman. Hangman's, hangman's the best. So uh, Hangman has an interview. Tony asks him, hey, are you cleared? And uh, Hangman says, there's nothing that I wanted more than to come out and tell you that I'm good to go. But as of today, I am not medically cleared to compete. And I've been told that if I come out here tonight or Friday night and get a little, in a little fight with John, it's going to set me back one more week. And we, we could just keep doing this thing forever. Not, not, that's not what I want. What I want is the same thing Moxley wants. That's next week at the Forum uh, for us to have a match. And luckily for me, I have a, a, a date, a doctor's appointment. And, I, and if I take the red high home tonight and get that last brain scan that comes back good, then I'll be cleared next week at the Forum. And he says, right, Doc, because Doc Sampson's sitting there. And I don't care if it's in catering, if it's on the roof. I will fight John Moxley. And John, I will knock your dick in the dirt. I am not familiar with that phrase. I have not heard that before. I'm going to start using it, though. All you right. know, It's a good some one. Old la- some old ladies in front of me at Winco writing a check and using all of her coupons. I'm going to say, listen, old lady, if you don't hurry up with that, I'm going to kick your dick in the dirt. Knock, knock. 
Oh, I'll say kick. <laughs> I'll put my own spin. You're on making it. it your own, huh? <laughs> making it my own. So I listen, Sonny. Anyways, so then Mox she comes around. blasting you with her checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> with her fucking old bitty purse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so Mox comes the ring. So, yeah, I'm surprised you made it here tonight after everything you've been through. Get a little sick of everyone talking uh, about something so beautiful and treating it like an unfortunate accident. Getting sick of the flowers. We can't hear you. Yeah. He's like, what? Oh, so the microphone was working for the TV crowd, but this new look dynamite evidently is, is soaking up all the power so it couldn't project to the crowd. So uh, anyways, he's like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Is this fucking mic work? So he eventually that's get, that, get, yeah. that gets settled. He said, when I think of everything I put my body through the years, I've wrestled for two months. I wrestled once for two months with the torn triceps. I got shipped off to India and Bahrain. He says, nobody's been knocked out more than I have in this business. He says, when I think of the plates and plates of crap I've eaten, the miles of crap I've crawled through to see you come out and complain about getting knocked out, that makes me sick. So then Paige takes the mic from John and says, you think I'm mad at you because you knocked me out? I wish this wasn't true, but I've knocked out, been knocked out more times than I can count. I've been knocked out by my enemies, been knocked out by strangers, even been knocked out by my best friends. It's an unfortunate part of what we do. I'll never be mad at you for that. But you don't seem to like. But you don't seem like a guy for nuance. So I'll put this to you simply. What I'm angry about is how you called me out here, and when I stood <clears> face <throat> to face with you, you didn't let me get a word in before you made a joke. You nearly ended my career. You wanted to crack a joke about it. And I think I know why, because in that moment you felt threatened. Because if I knew John Moxley and he got knocked out, the first thing he'd come back for is revenge. And that's not what I was there for that night. But it is what I'm here for now. I've had a month to stew on what you said to me and two months to stew on how you knocked me out with a lariat. So simple, brutal, and effective. Anybody knows about that? It's me, John. And I've had two in the chamber with your name on them, mm. and you'll get them at the forum. Wow. Then Paige gives John Moxley the mic back. <clears throat> Mox says, the only joke I think around here is funny. So the next time you think it's going to be any different, your little punk ass doesn't belong in the ring with me. And next time, I'm going to make sure you don't get back up. Hangman's totally winning next week. Oh, God, a thousand percent. Yeah, he yeah. has to. He has to. He has to. He has to. Yeah. I did like that when Paige was talking about, uh, what bit was it? I think it was when he said I got two in the chamber. That actually seemed to affect Mox. Because mm -hmm, yeah. he was like, he, that made him mad. He was starting to do the... That unnerved him, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, according to YouTube chat here, Mikey Mike and Ryan Vaughn says, Dick in the Dirt is a line from The Breakfast Club. Huh. We should know that, man, because we're old. You know what's weird? I've never seen that movie. I think I've seen it once. Never seen it. It's like Jaws. I've seen it in like, I think I've seen the whole thing just over the span of like 20 years. But like in pieces, it's all but not in all in one pieces. Sitting. Yeah, same yeah, here. Right, Jaws, right, Jaws yeah. is the same movie with me. Yeah, same movie. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a movie, that Jaws, especially when you watch it over 20 years in bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, like 10, to, 10 and 15 minute increments, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but every time I watch it, I always stumble upon the part where they do the vertigo shot. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. When what's-his-face Roy Scheider realizes yeah. that shit's fucked up. Yeah, they got a giant <laughs> shark out there in the ocean. <laughs> they got a big old shark. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, Samoa Joe, after that, we had a Samoa Joe Darby Allen video package. Joe wants to tell us a tale. I'll listen to the king of television. Oh, hell he yeah. says, let me tell you the tale of Darby Allen, the little dead boy who could. Little Darby Allen said all he, he said all he wanted was his championship back. The king punished and pummeled him all around the building. The king had bigger dragons to slay, and as the king was pummeling Wardlow, little dead boy decided to come out and get in my business. Little dead boy will walk up. Stand face to face with the king. You'll pay the price for insolence in my kingdom. 
Joe's the absolute That's best. Good stuff. Joe is the absolute best. Then we get our tag title bout. Ain't he great? Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal taking on the acclaimed. Uh, Max Caster was really ribbing Double J with all the Kurt Angle uh, references during the match. Yeah. yeah. Um, hit, hits Jay Lethal with the Angle slam, does the Kurt Angle taunt, mm. puts the ankle lock on Jay, all while looking at Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that was good stuff. Even the, the the rap beforehand was pretty decent. But the funny thing about that is that it cut to Jeff Jarrett and he was just smiling during the rap. I think he legitimately enjoys this stuff. I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, so at one point, Jay Lethal slides out of the, uh, the ring and punches Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. And so Billy Gunn is chasing him around into the ring and the acclaimed get into his way and like, hey, you, no, you stop. If you do this, we lose. Mm-hmm. They lose the title, but they lose the match. Yeah. And so this leads to the ref tossing daddy ass from ringside mm-hmm. this allows double j and jay lethal to gain the upper hand uh, we can fast forward to the finish so the ref is distracted because satnam singh uh, uh threw caster into the ring step so the ref tossed him from ringside so a bunch of refs come down to try to get him out of the ringside area so he's all distracted with that so while that's happening Lethal's looking for a lethal injection bowen's counters with a forearm so then jarrett hits bowen's with the stroke uh bowen's it covers one and on two Bowen gets his foot on the rope. Mm-hmm, yeah. But then Sanjay Dutt's there pushes his foot off. So the ref counts the pinfall. We think we have new tag champions, but then Aubrey Edwards runs down, tells the ref, no, that's foot on the rope. Sanjay uh, pushed it off and tells, you know, the two refs talk. And then Aubrey tells Dasha restart the match Match is restarted. Uh, Jay's looking for a roll up on Bowen's puts his feet on the rope. Max Caster, pushes uh, Jay's feet off the rope, and that momentum leads to uh, uh, Bowen's reversing the roll-up into one of his own to get the win. Yeah, man. Ref's decision should be final here. You know, they should have just gone this to rematch. They had, they gave him the titles. They hit the music. Ref made his decision. Wasn't happy about this, Larson, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Weedle, weedle. And they did the mashup theme for Lethal. And, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that- bad. No, it was terrible. Is this is this the only uh, contribution that WWE guy <laughs> did he bring? Did WWE guy bring the idea of mashup themes to AEW? So when I say it wasn't bad, I mean in 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 relation to how WWE see because what they actually try to do is take two pieces of music and seam them to get put them together into one cohesive, relatively cohesive piece of music. Which you know is it good or not? That's subjective. That's open to sure. debate. Sure. But they didn't just take one part of one song, cut another part of the other song, and repeat that, which is how WWE does it. They'll do the verse of one song to the chorus of the other song, whether it makes sense or not. That is true. That is true. So when I say it was decent, they actually made an effort (laughs) to make it feel like one seamless piece of music. Understood. I want to give a shout out to Alex, Queen of the Ring, who's in our Twitch chat. What's up, Alex? The Going in Raw Hall of Famer. Going in Raw Hall of Famer. That's right. Church of Joshi made our Hall of Fame this year, man. My goodness, legends. Hi, Alex. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, now I was bummed out about this, but we have a no-holds-borrowed match mm-hmm. uh, coming up here. At Battle on, of the Belts. At Battle of the Belts, yeah, at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, after that, we had a Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter interview, and Tony's like, hey, guys, who's going to be Soraya's partner? And Britt's like, the real question is, will Soraya ever get it? So since the day she got here, she doesn't get AEW. She doesn't get what this company means to us, to our fans and our family. Jamie's like, yeah, she truly doesn't understand what we mean, what we mean to AEW, and what AEW truly means to us. We're AEW originals, 
She'll never get it. Britt says her and Jamie had very similar starts in the business, very rocky beginnings. She says it took a little uh, bit to figure out what the hell we were doing, and we worked our way up to the top of the women's division. And now Jamie's the champ. And I don't know what that Soraya realized this last week. She said, we had two of the best female wrestlers in the world standing next to her. So no matter who she's looking out for out there, Sheeta and Tony Storm are fantastic wrestlers. How has she not made a decision yet on who her partner is? Soraya, did you come here and make an impact? And maybe it was your house. But Jamie's the champion. I'm the boss. Wink, wink. She's the killer. I'm the pillar. I thought that was a decent little interview segment here. Yeah. Yeah. What, by the way, g- rewinding a little bit. What? When Alvarez had said, when the Observer Padawan said, yeah. why would you throw that line in if it's not going to be Mercedes Monet? Well, it's to get I, people thinking that it could be. I Yeah, I look, I'm okay with that because it's sort of Britt Baker saying, I'm the boss. We don't need the boss here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm okay with that, and I, I get it. You know, oh, it's teasing it, but literally, like later on in the episode, you know, Soraya chooses her partner, know, sort of putting all that to and rest. It, it wouldn't be the first time that AEW has taken rumors going on in, in the wrestling world and used them to try to absolutely. advance the story. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, after that, we had a Jungle Boy promo. He says, after the last year I had, I wasn't sure if there was anyone left I could count on, but maybe I spoke too soon. Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Stokely, you've made it clear you're looking for some sort of problem. So how about next week for one night only in my hometown, Hook and I take care of business. All the confidence on Hook and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had Brian Danielson versus Tony Nese. Uh, this was like a five-minute match. I was kind of surprised they didn't give it a whole lot of time. It was not a very long match at all. I mean, Tony Nese, like, he did everything he could within the first 30 seconds to try to win. Yeah, this was a lot of Tony Nese. It was like, you know, he was, he was like you said, doing everything he could. And then, uh, but towards the finish, uh, Brian Danielson uh, ended up uh, winning with the submission. Hit some Danielson stops. Knee yep. plus before that, then locked on a submission. Tony Nese passed out. Yep. And then uh, Danielson. Here, I'll be Danielson. You could be MJF. Fair. Yeah, that's cool. That works. All right. So Danison calls to the mic, says, it's great to be home. You know what? I'm feeling a little froggy. I'm ready for another fight. So MJF, get your ass out here. Wow. So MJF walks out the ramp. So he says, let me get this straight. You want me to come to that ring and wrestle you, right? Yeah. How about no? See, unlike you, I don't get my rocks off putting my body on the line to entertain these schmucks. I don't care about them at all because you're a mark, bud. (laughs) I do like when he says bud. Yeah. And I'm fully aware that I get a big fat check in the mail whether I wrestle or don't. And that's what makes me a special attraction. But I'll give you this. These people clearly love you. They chant your name every week, and I'll give you credit, and you're pretty solid. But if I was standing in the but uh, but I was standing there in the back when you were talking, and with all due respect, if Lance Storm and Dean Malenko were somehow able to procreate and have a child, it would still be more charismatic than you. Just because you look like a goat doesn't make you the greatest of all time, and you sure do look like a goat. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if back in 1981 in rural Aberdeen, Washington, Mama Danielson, much like all the other mothers here in Washington, couldn't find a human suitor, suggesting that Danielson is is birthed from a, a mom and a goat. Yes. It's not very often you see MJF nearly crack up, but the phrase human suitor almost got him. <laughs> and it did get Danielson right. because yeah, he starts yeah. chuckling. And he yeah. says, "Oh, I like that we're making jokes because in the back, all the boys talk about how your mother uh, talk about your mother and how many human suitors she's had." And he's stifling laughter. 
just yeah. for the phrase human suitors. Yeah. In fact, probably enough to fill this whole arena hell, she might have had some human suitors who are in the arena right now. Um, MJF tells Danielson to shut up, and then Danielson asks the crowd, uh, who has been Max's mother's human suitor? Raise your hand. Yeah. And then so Max obviously gets upset with this, says, you think you're a big deal, don't you? You think really because you're the best. You, th- you really think you're the best wrestler in the world, don't you? But that's impossible because I'm the world champion, and the world championship proves it. So I'm just curious. Who died and made you the king of wrestling? Journalists? These marks? Unlike you, I'm touted as being the best by some people who have actually been in this business. Top names. Guys that put me over like Disco Inferno, (laughs) Eric Bischoff, and Jim Cornette. (laughs) Oh, God, that's funny. So then uh, Danielson interrupts and says, Max, shut up. We've heard the the spiel. And you you know what? I did a mom joke. I'm okay with that. But I hate you, and I think it's time for us to fight. Uh, and then MJF says, slow your roll. He says, one second. See, you might not realize this, but I came here as a favor for you. I'm trying to smarten you up. This isn't play wrestling. This is pro wrestling. And in this company, wins and losses matter. So if you want a shot at the king and the grandest prize of them all, you got to become number one contender. I had a feeling you were going to stick your nose in my business. So I talked to that nerd in the back, Tony Khan. And he told me that if you were to wrestle every week on Dynamite and win from now until February 8th, you would be the number one contender. And I'm normally known for making my opponents jump through hoops, but I'll make an exception for you. If you can pull that off and win every week between now and February 8th, I'll give you a match for Triple B at Revolution. No questions asked. And so Brian says, uh, no, Max, you do this all the time. I'm going to come out here, wrestle when I want, become number one contender, and then I'll beat you for the AEW title. MJF is stifled. Like, oh, that's not how this works. He says, Tony Khan doesn't run this company. The EVPs don't run this company. I do. If you don't become number one contender the way I told you to, I'll have Mark Sterling filibust. He says, you won't be number one contender till my contract runs out. It's my way or it's no way. Got it? And then Danielson says, dude, Sterling is a horrible lawyer. Uh, I'll humor you a little bit. I'll agree to your stipulation if you let me make the stipulation for our match revolution. MJF says, let me get this straight. You want to make a stipulation so I can cheat in front of the ref? Yes, please pick any stipulation you like. Uh, and then uh, Brian says, well, the stipulation, uh, you won't be able to do anything that will get you DQ'd. You call yourself the best professional wrestler, so this is the real test. My challenge is for a one-hour Ironman match. Are you scared? Ooh, and uh, MJF says, God damn it, you're on. But I'm not worried because you're not going to make it past week one because all you got to do is choke when you have a big match. Since you've, Because uh, all you do is choke when you have a big match. Since you've gotten here, you're a choke artist. And Brian says, well, we're going to see. I'm going to run through every single opponent you put in front of me between now and February 8th. And when we get into that Iron Man match, I'm going to expose you. I'm going to expose you even put in the work that you don't have the cardio. The reason you don't wrestle is that you're not good enough to come out here in every week. And after I expose you, I'm going to put the nail in the coffin and kick your damn head in. Wow. Wow. Long segment. Yeah, really long segment. It was really a long segment. So it's weird. Like Twitch is doing this thing. I have to like remod people. Why is it only saying we have 50 people? Wow. I don't know. It was was not working for some people for a while. That's Click to reload player. But it's also like stripped our mods. Of I, saw that. I saw that. I saw that. It seems like they're having some issues the last couple of days. Uh, yeah, they got some problems. Got some problems. Next, we got Swerve Strickland versus AR Fox. They detailed the history between these two guys on commentary during the match. Gosh darn it. This was great. 
Oh, dude, this is a, this this is a phenomenal match. They, they, yeah, like you said, they have a lot of history, the chemistry, and man, they're they're really terrific. The level of like one-upsmanship early on this match was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit where AR is trying to skin the cat, and then they still haven't named the tattoo guy in Mogul Affiliates, but he yeah. punches AR Fox. Fox tumbles to the floor. Swerve hits him with a huge kick. Dynamite rolls on. We're back from picture in picture. They're trading some blows. AR Fox hits a back elbow looking for a cutter. Swerve counters it with a German suplex in... A counter I don't know if I've ever seen before, but it was mm-hmm. seamless. It was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Follows with the flatliner, gets a two. Uh, down at the, towards the finish, uh, AR Fox is looking for belly to back off the top rope to the floor, but that tattooed guy distracts the ref, and Parker passes something to Swerve. Swerve hits AR Fox with it. Swerve hits a DVD off the top rope onto the apron. Follows with a double stomp to get the win. Uh, I'm loving what they're doing with Swerve right now. Oh yeah, it's true. Push him to the moon. Mm-hmm, absolutely. This don't dude's give got tattooed. Don't give tattooed guy a name either. I want to. I yeah, want a no. match card where his like debut match, and it's either just like question marks or it's we don't know this guy's name. Yeah, for his yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we had the sit down interview with Soraya, Tony Storm, and Akarashita. Soraya says, "You know, it's typical Brit. She's trying to gatekeep the women's division. We're trying to advance it, while Brit's trying to hold it back." Tony says, God forbid it should be about anybody other than them. It's not cool that I got screwed out of my title because of them, and I got my face fractured. It's not cool. Soraya says, since it's coming to, a- since coming to AEW, I've learned so much. We have the best female roster in the world. we got the best matches in the world. Talking about Tony and Jamie from Full Gear. Uh, she says, then we have Sheeta and Jamie at Holiday Bash. She says, both of you just killed it. She says, I know that I'm sitting next to the best wrestler in the world, so that means, Tony, you're going to be my partner. I'm so excited. And they start talking amongst themselves. They and start she talking like, strategy. Yeah, Sheena's like, excuse me, what? She's like, put on, and Renee's looking awkward. She's like, ooh, yeah. this, mm, this yeah. is taking a turn. So, like, yeah, Soraya and Tony, they're just in their own little world. And they're just they're just talking amongst themselves and like they just completely forget about Sheeta. I know um, she's she's mad. You can tell she's mad. So it's like, is this how they're gonna sort of solidify Jamie? Is like, is just Jamie and Britt gonna end up being the good guys out of all this? And Saray and Tony are gonna be like the assholes because it kind of feels like that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Is, Br- is Britt is uh, is Britt? She's like, listen, man, I need to get some merch money, and uh, I want to be a good guy now. Please, thank you very much. <laughs> Because, well, here's the thing. Jamie Ader's already a good guy. So it's like, I mean, in terms of the, for the fans. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a terrible move. I mean, so I guess what they're going to do is just not have her face turn be solidified by a Brit turn. Mm-hmm. Brit's going to sort of be a good guy with her and then eventually turn is, I guess, yeah, that would, the situation. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, you know, the, 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 the groundwork's been laid there for Sheeta to turn heel, maybe. Could be. That could be. Although this is going to be a heel with you know with uh, with good points because you, if you're sorry, you don't do that. You don't say, "Oh man, yeah, yeah." I got Hilton on one side, I got Larson on the other, and be like, "I got the best." I don't know. What are you guys comparable at in terms of like your strengths? It's a tough question because <laughs> you're you're clearly smarter than him, but he could like destroy you at like any athletic endeavor. So. Yeah, virtually. <laughs> Um, I mean, it'd be comparable to say to say, yeah, as Hilton and I sit next to you, and you would say, "I got two, even though I know Hilton doesn't do podcasts, although he, Luchando. Okay, sure, it. yeah, no, well, he's I an got, anyway, he's a legit Emmy winner. Yeah. yeah, he is. I got I got two experienced 
production people here. Okay, yeah, there you go. And then you turn to me and say, yeah. uh, I got the best production person here, Larson. Do you want to be my partner? While Hilton, being an Emmy winner, would be like, what the shit? <laughs> that's a great, that's exactly. Because <laughs> Sheeta has the longest women's title reign. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a great analogy right there. That's perfect. Uh, after that, hey, I was actually pretty impressed by this ass boys thing. Yeah, it was pretty. They've solid. got they've gotten really comfortable on the mic. Um, so, anyways, they walk to the stage. Uh, uh, they're they're dressed as if they're going to a funeral, and so while they're halfway down the ramp, an FTRIP tombstone appears on the Tron. So they basically just provide like a memorial service. Yeah. for FTR. Uh, so Austin thanks everybody for coming. Uh, he says, we're here to pay our respects to FTR's legacy. Colton says, I have something, I had something, I have something prepared. FTR had a hell of a year. They traveled the world, had all the tag titles, called themselves seven star FTR, but they were 10 stars in our heart. And, uh, Austin says 2022, as it was coming to an end, their, their old dad bots couldn't carry the load anymore. They lost all their titles and even started a podcast nobody listens to, which, by the way, FTR, according to Chartable, they are the number one. FTR's podcast is now the number one. Well, good but, for Dax. Yeah, good for just Dax. Cash is not involved in their podcast. He's not into the podcast thing, no. Right now. So he says a legacy they built in 10 years, the gun club destroyed in 10 minutes. And uh, Austin asked the crowd to observe a moment of silence, which they didn't do. FTR's music hit. Gun Club acts shocked. Then they start laughing. FTR doesn't show up. Austin says FTR can wrestle for any promotion, but they'll never work in AEW again. Colton says, because we're the new living legends, the best tag team in the world. Top Guns out. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it, was it was good cool. stuff. Yeah. Uh, they made a quick video package for the trio's titles. Match seven set to, of course, round ball rock. So that'll be next week. Next week's Dynamite's pretty loaded. Um, but yeah, programming dude. note, we're going to do it on Thursday again, like we're doing today. Um, yeah. If By the way, if these numbers on YouTube are any indication. It might be the new norm, huh? I think we're going to start doing AWs on Thursdays. Uh, after that, we had Sky Blue and Kira Hogan taking on Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. Um, all was not well between Jade and Red Velvet in this bout. No. no, no. Uh, pretty much any time Red Velvet was in the ring, Sky and Kira Hogan would gain the advantage. Jade would tag in, gain the advantage for her team, and then she'd want to tag in Red Velvet to prove a point, saying, hey, I have the advantage. Come in here and finish the match. Yeah, right. And that yeah. happened twice. The second time it happened. Um, uh, so Jade tags in. She hits Kira with a huge choke slam mm -hmm. right near her corner. And that, she literally tells Red Velvet, get in the ring and whoop her ass. Yeah. And she goes for a tag. Red Velvet drops off the apron mm -hmm. and starts walking back towards the ramp. So Kira mm -hmm. rolls up. Jade gets a two. And then Jade hits her with a pump kick to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, after that, we had Double J, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt in an interview. They're not happy. They get another tag title match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett says, no holds barred. Or, I'm sorry, it was no holds barred at Battle of the Belts. Jarrett says, damn right, it's no holds barred. Tonight was a bunch of carny bullshit. One thing is guaranteed to happen this Friday. You're looking a new tag champ. Slap nuts. Yeah. Uh, they're not winning, though. Anyways, we got the main event next. Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe. Darby got a little short film of him riding a skateboard up, you know, through Seattle and up to was it the Climate Pledge Arena? I think it's what it's called. Oh, okay, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Nick Wayne, 
who's wrestled a lot, GCW. He's got a, what they say a futures contract with AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. He's uh, I think like seventeen years old, eighteen, something like maybe that. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. So uh, he's sitting ringside because I think he's the son of Darby's buddy trainer. Wayne. Buddy yeah. Wayne. Yeah, I think that was the name. And so Darby goes, gives him a hug, gets in the ring, and then Joe comes out, grabs Nick Wayne by the throat, and starts choking him. Yeah. So the Darby hits Joe with a suicide dive, starts blasting with his skateboard up the ramp, hits an ollie off the ramp onto Joe's back. Darby sets up a ladder, hits a swanton off of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right before we go to commercial, Darby uh, leaps off the apron. Joe catches him and hits him with a Uranagi on the ring steps. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take the top part of the ring steps off. Yeah, it was yeah. on the ring steps. Mm-hmm. So Darby hit mm-hmm. edge of stairs. Mm, yeah, that was it was gnarly. It was, it was really and, gnarly. And throughout the picture and picture, Joe was just throwing Darby all over the place, just beating yeah. the hell out of him. Yeah, like bounces mm-hmm. him off the ring post. Uh, so down towards the finish, Joe's looking for a muscle buster. Darby tries to reverse that into a roll up. Joe blocks it. Darby pushes Joe into a, uh, the corners, looking for another roll up. Mm-hmm. So Joe is trying to block, and he grabs the top turnbuckle cover, and Darby's trying to pull Joe back. So eventually, Joe. Uh, pulls the top turnbuckle cover off. Darby gets him into a roll-up. Joe kicks out almost immediately right into a clutch. Mm-hmm. Darby reverses that to a roll-up. Joe kicks out. So Darby's looking for a stunner. Joe blocks it. Clutch he puts on it. Uh, and then Darby's selling it. He starts to fade. Comes back to Starts pounding his chest sting style. Yeah. He drives Joe into the exposed turnbuckle. Hits a code red. Hits a coffin drop off the top onto Joe's back. Then another one onto Joe's chest to get the win. Yeah, dude. It was a sick match. It was really cool. Great finish there. Mm-hmm. And then Sting comes out. Darby starts crying. Holds him like Belle Villain's niece holds a cat. Uh, it was really, really great stuff. It was yeah. good. It was really, really good. So right now we are at 181. No, 182 82, likes. 18 away. We've got to get 18 more, which I don't know. We're gonna, we got 15 questions here on the Patreon. By the way, we got a new patron vincent thank you very much vincent thank you vincent thank you for your so support much. we appreciate it. great way to help support going and raw on the patreon patreon.com forward slash steven larson we got recaps for like 90 percent of the reek of the recap episodes uh the other day i forgot to put one up for raw uh but we got one for aw dynamite time where says with money in the bank being considered a big five event when coming to the uk which of the other big fives do you think could be coming to the uk at this point like besides mania and SummerSlam. I'll be honest. I think all bets are off. I think the Rumble could end up in the UK, possibly. I mean, I I wouldn't think the odds are great, but at some point, having a WrestleMania in the United Kingdom, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't consider that impossible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, John Blood stands Luna says, "Are there any indie promotions you'd like to want to collaborate with for uh, ACW?" Yeah. Heck yeah! All of them. All of them. Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Oh, hell yeah. That might be That'd top be on the list. That'd be something else. That would be great. Wild Card Luis Areza says, what are some feuds you want to see in 2023? CM Punk versus Joe DeSoul. Great. Only in ACW. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Steve Klein asks, what two entrance themes would make for a good mashup? None. 
none of them work. That's not true. I've heard plenty of cool mashups like on TikTok. Whenever like, oh man, Bruce Green just oh, dropped ten you, subs on our community. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Everybody go follow Bruce if you're not already, man. Heck He's yeah. top Bruce notch. Is, Bruce is great. Bruce is He's awesome. He's top notch. Awesome. 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 Lovely, awesome. lovely awesome. fella. Yep. Uh, which two entrance teams would make for a good mashup? FTR and you know what might make for a good? What if you have FTR, but then you throw the Gun Club spa music in there? I was just about there. to say that. Right? That actually sound pretty cool. That Somebody should do cool. that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you so much. Uh, Nikal here says, whoever is going to be Soraya's tag team partner, is that person going to be the one to end Jade Cargill's unbeaten streak? No. Tony Storm is not going to beat Jade Cargill's unbeaten streak. Uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen, no. Uh, Peter Lewins asks, what happens to Danielson when he inevitably loses the Ironman match to MJF as it's unlikely he loses the title so soon. Can you see him move on to a tag title trios title chase next with Blackpool Combat Club? Ah, I don't know. I kind of feel like if if this is... I just sort of feel like he's going to move on to another high-profile feud. I don't know who with. Like, dude, who wouldn't want to see Danielson Samoa Joe? I know. That'd be sick. I think Danielson Darby would be great because Darby actually has a good deal of like amateur wrestling experience. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, he's more known for doing all the crazy spots and stuff, but mm-hmm. he's a pretty adept Matt wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fresh sure. match. We haven't seen it before. Heck yeah! Give me, give me yeah. Danielson versus Darby for that TNT title. Yeah, have them trade the belt a couple times. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wizard of Smoke. Out of the three, which of my predictions do you see most likely happening? Number one, the Elite defending their trios titles against Punk and FTR at All Out. No. Uh, Number two, Sheeta bringing Mercedes Monet from Japan to turn that match into a six-woman tag match. Or three, Wardlow beating Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor TV title. Two. Two is most likely to happen. Probably agree with two. I'd agree with two, yeah. Uh, High Plains Drifter says, "What's going on with Wardlow and Joe and Darby? Is Wardlow's mo- has Wardlow's moment passed? It's not great how they've done Wardlow. You know, like he was TNT title cha- uh, t- TNT champion. It really wasn't featured on Dynamo all that much. He was on Rampage. Um, he lost his title, and then they it just hasn't really done much with him. I don't know. I know. Maybe they're kind of going back to the drawing board a little bit." Mm. And that could be taking him out of the title picture because put him back as parking lot warrior. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if, if the plan is for him to maybe be at least in contention to be the one to take the title off MJF, mm-hmm. they got to start building towards that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some super chats here. NASA says, uh, greetings from Bulgaria. Oh, hello. Uh, from day one, believe it or not, I thought Ricky Starks will be a, would be a megastar. What do you think is a ceiling? Megastar. I think yeah. we, you and I are both huge on Ricky Starks. Yeah. I he think got that a little he bit. Got, he didn't have a full-on mm-hmm. short film last night, but there's a couple little shots yeah, there. Yeah, a couple intro. shots there. Great. Yeah. Broke Dude says, uh, with the super chat, thank you, Broke Dude, says, what do we think is going to happen with Jeff Hardy when and if he returns? Seems to be a pretty big if at this point. Yeah. Right? I think Matt Hardy sent his podcast as, as much. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if he comes back and his health is good and – you know, he and Matt want to go on one last run. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with the titles or not, I'm sure there's a lot of people that really like to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I would think that would be kind of like the, la- the the most obvious course to take if he is to come back. 
Um, but really, first and foremost, is making sure that you know his he, he he's in good health and and he's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's it's I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if he came back and everything was just the same Jeff Hardy, you know, doing crazy shit, jumping yeah, yeah, off yeah. ladders and stuff. Um, Mr. No Cell says, uh, should Tony Khan work out a deal with Impact to let Bricked Up JR be part of Swinger's Dungeon? Oh, man. Oh, man. He, by the way, he's texting me like three more times. Said he'll be on his best behavior. Not going to, Steve, drop it. Okay. It's okay, not going to happen. Dropped. Literally, dropped. if you mention it one more time, I'm out. I'm done. Are you my are you my broadcast partner or no? Are you my business partner or no? I am, and this is a partnership. How, how am I not going to relay this info I have to you? I've made then? it perfectly clear that I'm not interested. Okay, I'll let under him any know. circumstances. I'll let, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Moses opposes says, "How far do you think Chris Jericho's crisis of confidence will go?" He should be wrestling on dark and elevation. <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> Frozen tapes says, "If you can create a hybrid wrestling style, which styles would they be, and who would you want to see use this style?" Um, I want to see a stylistic mashup of Saga from Robot Pro Wrestling. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, heavy, uh, heavy his, on the yeah, low, low bass, heavy take. Yeah, downs. yeah, yeah. Technical style, heavy technical style. Yeah, mash that up with like Ar Fox. <laughs> Great Matt technical wrestler, also a brilliant high flyer. Yeah, boy, Ar Fox is a hell of a high flyer, isn't he? My yeah. goodness. Super creative, super yeah. creative. Yeah, some of the the moves and sequences that he puts together are incredible. Oh, I like this. John John Fear and Loathing says high flying, strong style, and Dijak. <laughs> All right, Dijak. Hey, Dijak can do some fly, some high flying stuff. Yeah, man. that he can. Uh, let's see here. David Matushek says, considering that AEW is round ball rock. Uh, what other sports theme songs should other wrestling companies use? I mean, WWE should use the the Fox football dun, dun, theme. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, more Cletus the Robot, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Sup, John says, I love when Better Call Paul zooms into going in raw programming. Will we ever get Tony Khan to zoom in as well to offer insight on AEW programming? Well, Tony Khan can't. So I'm, I'm not even going to bring it up. Man, Peter Lewin says, is it just me or anyone else think Sting was going to drop Darby at the end of Dynamite? Man, I was so open because of Sting wins that TNT title. I don't care if it's five days removed. I'm going to run a, I'm going to run a fucking victory lap. Yeet. Do you think, do you think that's a possibility? Sting's going to drop Darby, get that TNT title? No, I think it's more a possibility where Sting goes to him and says, essentially, I've taught you all that I can teach you. You're on your own now, but not turn heel on him. They just go their separate ways. Absolutely. Uh, well, we have reached 223 likes. Yeah. You know, uh, so we're going to bring Paul in and uh, and we'll see what he has to say. I got I got a ton of paperwork over here I can do. So you're again, you're on your own, man. That's fine. Here we go. Here we All go. Right. Hello, this is Paul Levesque, CEO, COO, creative officer of everything WWE and tangential WWE related. How can I help you today? How can I direct your call? Uh, Hi, Triple H. How are you? No, no, it's Steve. Hey, listen, there's a rumor out there. There's a new rumor Ooh. that says uh, you are not interested in having good old JR 
call in and do these from another perspective, from the AEW perspective. Can, can I ask as the King of Kings, I'm going to ask you a question now. Sure. What's your problem? What is your major malfunction that you don't want to see that? Uh, the people want it. Look at everybody in the YouTube chat. Everybody in the Twitch chat. They all want to know. Uh, it's not interested. It's not interested in it. Why is that? Is it because he's super horny? Are you anti-sex? Can I ask no, you, are you anti-sex? No, it's not, it's not. No, it's none of those things. It's just. From my perspective, I talk to you, and it is a pleasure to talk to you uh, at least twice a week. And it, it's it's time that I value. And I think I don't value this at all. Continue. That's fine. Um, and I think it's great for the show. Yeah. I think it's only fair if I talk to you, then my broadcast partner, Fat John Cena, if that's what you want to call, uh, <laughs> would be the one to talk to Jr. Then we're each talking to a representative from each company. It just seems fair to me. But here's the thing. You've established yourself as the apex predator when it comes to interviewing on this show. Uh, yeah, but So Steve, I think you should sorry. put, don't interrupt. Uh, I think you should put your anti-horny, anti-sex stance aside. Do what's best. <laughs> do what's best. <laughs> what are you laughing for? Do what's best for going in raw. <laughs> do what's best for going in raw. Why do you sound like Steve laughing? The whole anyway. show is called Going In Raw. It's a very pro-sex, pro-horny show. And yet you're being anti- I'm not anti. I'm not. I'm not anti at all. You're, you're putting you're putting words in my mouth that I've never said. I just think it's fair that if I talk to you, then Steve... See, maybe, maybe rather than me carrying the entire burden of interviewing uh, 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 wrestling personality representatives from wrestling companies, Steve can get opportunity and improve his own skills in that regard. How about this? Now, listen, Fat John Cena's not going to improve shit. He peaked 12 years ago. Listen, how about this? I'll just, I'll, we'll practice. All right, we'll practice. We'll practice. You practice on me, and then we'll get you to the point that you'll be happy doing the pro horny interview with JR. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna do my best JR impression right now, okay? Oh, all right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Who loves who loves barbecue? Uh, look, 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 look at my organ right now. <laughs> All right, now you respond to that. Uh, JR, can we uh, circle back to something AEW-related, perhaps? Oh, man, absolutely. Look, let's talk about all the great people there at AEW. Got lots of great superstars there. So many hot superstars, man. Absolutely. Oh, I sit there in catering. I get bricked up looking at half these people. See, this is why oh, I man. can't do it. This is why. I can't, this is one reason I can't do it. All right, listen. Here, you got to push through. You got to dig deep. You got to find your. You got to fit. Find your inner horny, and you got to. You got to play along with it. You know. You got to. You got to get these scoops for the show. I'm pulling for going get raw. I'm pulling. For I the feel show. like if I ask Jr. for a scoop, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I up my dosage for my ED medication or something like that." You know? Oh man, I've never seen somebody drown themselves in Viagra the way Jr. has. It's actually quite impressive. Uh, so hard. See, but here's the thing, Triple H. When I talk to you, yeah, I feel like we've built enough of a rapport where you feel comfortable enough talking to me, and you give me some interesting information, and I appreciate. I that. give you the, the game gives you the scoops. Yeah, uh, and whereas with Jr., I don't feel like we're getting any scoops whatsoever. Uh, you're gonna get the scoop on a sex life. Again, but that's, that that doesn't really pertain to what we do here on the show. So it's pretty. I'll be honest; it's pretty disgusting. But listen, I gotta go. Just think about it. Here's my my short review on AEW. It was crap. It was a bunch of bullshit. I might sign Darby Allen for a burgeoning 105 division. Triple H out. Later, later game. How did it go? Did you get any good scoops? 
he was he was he was pretty much uh, echoing every talking point that you've tried to give about having Jr. on the show. It's very suspect. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm sorry. Wait, Triple H was advocating for you to put your anti-horny bias aside again. He, that's, that's the phrase he used. At well, no it's point. A, it's a common phrase. No, anti-horny. It's, it's like dick in the dirt. It's a common phrase. Breakfast no. Club. It was Breakfast Club, anti-horny. No, that's not Breakfast Club. You know what you're talking about. You've never seen the Judge movie. Judge Reinhold said it. No, I don't think he did. I wasn't even in that you're movie. Making, you're trying to make the same points he, Triple H, made. What? Great minds Which, think alike. No, you think it's be not a great minds show. think alike. Something else is going on here. I, I'm not interested in JR being on the show. Can we please move on? Move on. It's dropped. It's dropped. I wasn't bringing it up. Triple H was. I thought he was going to give you. Did he think about the AEW show last night? Did he tell you? Oh, that? Of course, he thought it was trash. Of course, that's what he always says. I was going to ask him about Money in the Bank. The United Kingdom didn't get a chance. Oh, what? You're going to get. You're going to get a scoop about Money in the Bank. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'll get a scoop. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we got another now. super chat from Mad Meat Rana. I know. Look, I feel you, man. The whole situation exhausts me too. I'm telling I get you, if, you, if you want Jay on the show, you have to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right, man. All right. Does Triple H do a decent JR impersonation? Let me. Did he? I mean, add, it sounds he... like it sounds like Triple H doing JR. Was it good? Did it sound anything it like? It sounds JR? like Triple H doing JR. <laughs> Doesn't sound like JR then, does it? <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Next week for our AEW review, we're going to be on Thursday also uh, because I'm going to have I, I got a Kings game to go to on Wednesday night, and this might actually end up being just the way at this point. Because we have noticed our numbers are very healthy uh, throughout the week during it during the day. I think the more people are able to watch us live doing that than mm -hmm. uh, uh, later on at night on Wednesday nights. Plus, it gives us our Wednesday <laughs> nights back, and that'd be kind of it nice. does. It does. We do a um, Smash Zone tonight. Um, if we do it, it might be a little bit later than usual. That's fine. I've got like a call with the family doctor at like five, and I think okay. I could be at my parents' house for that. So um, I'm totally down to do it, just probably yeah. closer to like 7 if we That's do totally it. That's totally cool. That's totally cool. All right, awesome. So, yeah, Smash Zone tonight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.